0: Now in year number six, it's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Everybody sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I do hope you'll share it with your friends and family. Cheers! Hello, everybody. Craig Wessels here from a Yank on the Footy, and welcome to episode 298. Coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Chilly and windy, Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks for giving this episode a listen. This is my first preview episode for t- the 2024 season, and in a moment, I'm going to be joined by David Verner of the Creedcast as we preview his beloved Port Adelaide Power for 2024. Now, don't forget that if you're interested in having your local footy club getting a shout out during an upcoming episode, make sure you drop me a note via an email at ayanconthefooty@gmail.com. Hit me up uh, on Messenger, on Facebook, uh, or on Twitter at Yank underscore On or on Instagram, or even on LinkedIn. Love being able to highlight these clubs. You can also do it through my website, yankonthefooty.com. Now, today's club of the episode are the Kalangadu Football Club of the Mid-Southeastern Football League in South Australia. And the Magpies, they are gearing up for their 2024 campaign. I checked out their website a little bit, uh, did a little bit of digging on the Game Day website as well. Um, both their senior and reserve sides are coming back in 2024 as defending premieres. I've not seen that happen for too many clubs that I've given shout outs to each, uh, and every year. So, uh, congratulations to the magpies. I wish them the absolute best. Uh, you can find links for, uh, the, the club on, uh, my show notes. If you'd like to check that out now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that, uh, in July of this year, I will be making my first trip to Australia. I'm going to be spend, spending the bulk of my time uh, this trip uh, in the Melbourne-Geelong area. Uh, so if you got some ideas for sightseeing, if you want to help out the podcast as well, I'd love to meet up with you while I'm there as well. Uh, remember, you can do that uh, over on my website, yankonthefooty.com. You could click on that Buy Me a Coffee button, or if you want to check out any of the uh, club uh the podcast material that's on my Redbubble page. You can certainly do that as well. I have a couple new designs that are going to be coming on board here very quickly, hopefully related to the, uh, the trip itself. I can't really call it a world tour, although I am going to be going halfway around the world or two thirds of the way around the world in order to do this. Uh, but very excited about it. I'm mapping out some, uh, places that I plan on visiting, uh, If you got some ideas, please reach out. I'd love some suggestions. Uh, I'm hoping to see as much footy as I possibly can from the AFL level all the way down to local footy. I want to see how those uh, local community clubs are the, you know, how they tick and how they are the lifeblood of those local communities. So let's go ahead and uh, jump into my chat with David Verner. I hope you enjoy it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely thrilled to be welcoming my guest, uh, I do have to, you know, mention it. this is another Port Adelaide preview for 2024. And yet it's another David, but it's not <laughs> David Lloyd this time. I've had David Lloyd the last couple of years. And uh David, you know, uh Werner, thank you for coming on today, sir. I appreciate you taking time out of your day.
1: No, I'm I'm so happy to be here. I've um, you know, followed your work for a while and really appreciate what you do is um you know spreading the word of afl overseas and particularly in the in the states where i'm located now which you know the more afl recognition we get over here is is fantastic well, and to come on come on here representing the mighty pair um following in the great <laughs> footsteps great footsteps of another great uh pair fan in david um yes he's, he's, yes. A, he's a great he's a great bloke so i'm I hope to do uh, do the Davids of the Port Port family justice. <laughs> yeah I,
0: i'm I'm sure you will. Uh, you know, he's you know, for those of you who may not have listened to those, uh, you know, David Lloyd had this uh, arrangement that had gone on for the last several years that he lived so close to the the training facility that when he would go, mm-hmm. you know, the the coffee shop he would go to would be the same one that Kenny Hinckley would frequent. And on days that, that the club had won games that David would buy Kenny Hinckley's coffee for him on days that they had lost, Kenny Hinckley bought his coffee for him, which was yeah. <laughs> it is which, incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that that sort of thing just does not happen here in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean it doesn't, you know, you're living in Los Angeles. I'm gonna guess that you're never gonna be picking up Starbucks for LeBron James.
1: No, no, nor Shohei Otani or uh, any of the yeah. other number of stars that are. It's a star-studded town, but I, I don't think I'll run into any of them in, in the coffee shop. That's yeah. for sure.
0: Or, or, or yeah, more yeah. It's and that's not and that's not to to say anything negative about you at all. It's just it's no. just yeah. It's it's footy. You know, sports in the United States is a completely different animal than uh, mm. than than sport around much of the world now I would say that maybe European soccer would probably fall into the same category as sport here in the United States with some of the salaries that, and I don't follow soccer but I, I've seen where many of them get paid mm-hmm. extraordinarily well um it's too bad I had no coordination at all you know at any t- point in time <laughs> in my lifetime to partake in that sort of thing so um you are part of the Creed cast and before we jump mm-hmm. into talking about uh the the power for this you tell us about the Creed cast.
1: Um, The Creedcast and just the, the Creed page is something uh, my wife and I started uh, during COVID actually. I, we She got stuck over here in Los Angeles while I was still in Australia um, when we were originally intending to move. And so we were apart for a year and um, she was just looking for something to do because obviously lockdown and was doing little doodles and was like, let's do some merchandise. And I was like, I've been wanting to do a podcast. So like we kind of just combined forces and. And that's how it started. And then, you know, since she started working, she's kind of just left it to me because she's like, "You're you're a nutcase, and that's that should be your thing." <laughs> um, so I've, you know, I've continued. I, I just love doing it. I, I found it um, weirdly, as someone who's you know a passionate parochial fan at times, um, and can let it get ahead of my get ahead of myself on it a little bit. I found that doing the podcast was a, you know, a kind of a cathartic way of dealing with you know it was always fun to do it after a after a win but when mm-hmm. we're losing um to have to you know if you're just a fan which is um you know and you just deal with the loss you get angry and stuff like that and then you but to actually have to think about it think through it and take a take a um, objective lens to your own team's performance is actually i found it quite a healthy way of um growing as a person as a port fan because otherwise i was probably going to end up um You know, destroying my own sanity with some of the, you know, the 2022 season and some of the finals losses. So, right, um, right. I just, I just, I just continue doing it. And it's, and it's, you know, this will be the fourth year I do it this year, I think. Um, Okay. And, and yeah, it's just a, you know, it's just, I do have plans of being in communication with a couple of friends to jump in and be, but it's mostly been just myself, just, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I talking myself through results and,
0: yeah. And you know, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the graphics behind David. But if you're listening to this on the the podcast, he's got some really great um, Port Adelaide graphics. In it. And it looks like you've borrowed a little bit from some of the old jumpers that had kind of the almost like the Richter scale kind of uh motif that 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 you know that was more so than just like the uh, the V shape that they kind of have today. Okay. Alrighty. So yeah, we had a little bit of a hiccup there, but we are back. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I completely forgot what I had asked you when we froze there a second ago. But uh
1: it was I talked about the podcast, and you started oh, talking yeah. about it. yeah, uh, if people were watching on YouTube, I th- that was the yeah. last thing I heard. Yeah, yeah. about the background
0: because it looks like it looks <laughs> oh, like yeah. the older jumpers that had kind of like the the stripes on it.
1: Yeah, which look, yeah. This way, mm-hmm. there's yeah, there's a couple of ones that uh, between me and my wife was done. But yeah, it's just but um, I. The background here is, again, like I said, I was, I've said to you off air, we were, um, we're in the process of moving. So the background, if I didn't have a Zoom background, is going to be chaos. So I was like, I'll just throw some port colors up there and have chaotic, chaotic, a chaotic theme rather than just that's moving all, That's complete. <laughs> I, I,
0: I like it. I like, I mean, I, I like the Port Adelaide color scheme. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I you know, I, as you can see, I'm, I'm a cat supporter, but I like the Port yeah. Adelaide and I, I'm somebody that does, you know, that, that does not, you know. I came to the game so late in life that I don't have in my DNA that, you know, I I must hate club X or club Y because, mm-hmm. you know, because of what side of what street I lived on or you know, <laughs> who else is in, you know, what other you know club happens to be in town, that type of thing. I, I, yeah. I don't have now in the NFL, I have that. Okay, I have that in the NFL. You know, if uh Yeah. and I and I've I've said if my if my first wife owned an NFL team and they were playing against the Baltimore Ravens, I would sit in the owners box with my entire ex-wife's family <laughs> to cheer against the Ravens because I I loathe them.
1: Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, there's a, there, there, there's a, there's a, there's un, a unique history to that one as well. With yes, the, there old, is. the old, the old, you know, the, the original iteration, of the Browns moved and that, that kind of right. Bit, right. betrayal, betrayal and all that. It's um, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, you started this a few years ago. I, I, mm-hmm. How did that now, did you get stuck in the, south australia or were you unfortunate enough to? and i and i mean this yeah don't and i'm going oh, here, yeah, yeah. here soon but <laughs> you know victoria was one of the most you know restrictively locked down places on the planet during covid so mm-hmm. were you in, were you in south australia then
1: I, I was lucky yeah i was in south australia i was at because um i was starting the process of um to sell our house back there and and then COVID happened, so I just got stuck at the house, and and luckily my parents lived nearby. And once the original couple of weeks of the first kind of you know that late March. Uh, mm-hmm. lockdown happened we were able to move around a bit and um and pretty soon after that we were, we were able to go back to our workplace and start we we still couldn't open it up i my family and i were running a bowling alley back there and we just did some we just did some maintenance and some uh some additions to it like we put okay. in new bowl, we put in new bowling machines while we were closed so it was just things okay. like that and um and i was able to you know just go visit my fam- some friends that were close by so it wasn't too bad but yeah the wife was over here in los angeles which um um, so there was a lot. Uh, got you. Got pretty used to using Zoom in in that year as well. Yeah, I, I
0: bet. Yeah, I yeah. bet. And 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 you know, California was somewhat restrictive in terms of their lockdowns mm-hmm. as well. So it's uh, yeah, you know, neither one of you was going to be able. Is escape the right word?
1: Uh- <laughs> yeah 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 like yeah she she was finally able to fly back at the start of 2021 she flew back and did two weeks quarantine in sydney okay. with a view of, she had a view of the harbour bridge so she was in a nice spot for two weeks in a hotel room she said it was great she said she was lucky enough to have good food and a nice view so she she flew through it flew through it for her experience with it but yeah but i you know then for being in South Australia, um, to bring it back to somewhat to footy, it was great that um, you know we were able to get restricted crowds back, and me having a port membership, uh, mm-hmm. I was able to get I was able to get to uh, three or four games during the regular season there still. Um, okay. And then and then obviously the finals of 2020, I went to both of the home finals as well. Um, so. You know it was a, it was a weird year um but you know that's yeah. kind of borne out this uh this uh creative endeavor to continue to support the club um was oh, it all came from that you know if I hadn't been locked down and had too much time on my hands I, I don't know if I would be doing this so um while it's not something I ever want to go through again obviously the pandemic right, and right my, and the yeah. the tra- tragic um stuff that happens
0: No that's you're absolutely right there that's uh it is um it's very unfortunate that, that, that it happened, but you know, a lot of people came through it uh, better themselves, if you will, you know, you, you and your wife found a way to, to collaborate on something, even though there was, you know, a significant amount of distance between the two of you. Um, okay. I think that was at my end this time. So um, I, I, my fi is actually, usually pretty decent i'm not sure what the heck no, is going it's one on of those days right isn't it? <laughs> yeah well we 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 had we had uh about three hours yeah. of horizontal horizontal rain here today but uh but you know i was saying Oof. as it froze up that yeah and it's down mm. to it's about about 30 degrees fahrenheit here today and it's going to get colder over the next uh, week and a half you know so yes yeah, that's,
1: that's cold cold i can't really complain like yeah. I'm, I'm here in la complaining about some Cold, you know, LA cold weather, but you know that's that's cold.
0: <laughs> well, that's what people have told me. They said, you know, you know when you you come in July, it's going to be winter time. And he said, <laughs> winter time. That's going to be about twelve to fifteen degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. um That's shorts and t-shirt weather for somebody like me. Yeah, <laughs> winter time. Winter time for me. Last year at Christmas time, it was minus seventeen Celsius with about fifty mile an hour winds at my house. So yeah. I, I think I'll be, I think I'll be okay. I'll 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 bring a sweatshirt along. Yeah. I think I'll be all right. Yeah, you'll I mean, be
1: fine. Get... You'll be fine. Yeah. Even with those so, that southern Geelong kind of uh that yeah. cold. Yeah, there's nothing nothing compared to what you've you've lived through so.
0: Yeah, so I I have to ask how is it that you know and you you said it was a really interesting story but you know you're you're from South Australia. You said you were about mm-hmm. an hour north of Adelaide if I'm not mistaken from what mm-hmm. you you'd shared with me. But um you ended up Going to university, going to college at the University of Oregon on the mm-hmm. west coast of the United States. How in the world do you end up in Oregon? <laughs> did, did Phil Knight and his, you know, Nike stuff have that much influence in South Australia that you said, boy, I love all these color combinations for the football team there?
1: Well, you know, that could have I mean that's not the story but you know the those early iterations <laughs> uh, those early iterations of when Port Adelaide entered the AFL uh, we were had Nike for the first uh, 6 7 years there including the grand final when we were in Nike gear so you know uh, the, but that no that wasn't it um, I actually did some travel when I was in 2008 and um, met a met a bird from over here uh, that um, she was living up in Oregon and I and just, just I had no, I was a couple of years out of high school. Didn't have much direction um, apart from finding the nearest pub with the the coldest beers. Uh, and <laughs> but you know, I, I was lucky enough to have a pretty supportive family. Apart from the fact they're all Crows fans, that so, you know everyone's got to have their crosses to bear. Um, but they they'd always said, look, whenever you you know whenever you get your act together and want to go to school, they they expected it to be in the Australia, not in the US. But they just said, hey, look, if you want to you know, head over to the U S and go there, then we'll support that too. And help, and help you out. Like they, and I think they were desperate for it. Cause they just wanted to see their, their boy have some direction. So that's it. Yeah. And then, and
0: then th- that school um, ended up being Oregon. So just, uh, so, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm noticing it. I'm noticing a theme here. Mm-hmm. First of all, you, you rebelled against your family who were all Crows fans and became a port supporter. Mm-hmm. You, you followed a bird, you followed a bird <laughs> to a school, to a school whose mascot is yet another bird, the duck, Yep. So there's a are you are you sure you're not a closet Adelaide supporter, you just don't want to admit it?
1: Oh no. Like if you if you know know me and how and, and uh my my fandom, no, definitely not. Um uh okay. yeah, no, the, the and you know, yeah, I, I was I was as you were starting to say that you are saying putting the connections together, I was like, damn, this is gonna this is gonna be the bit that everyone grab, grabs onto, but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I uh you know. There's probably, I think there's a photo of me in a crows jumper when I was younger because my parents put me in it. But that I was always, you know, um, as soon as I saw footy on TV, it was the those early Port Magpies because I was born in 1988 and Port won okay. you know, five five of the next six premierships in, that I was alive for in the old uh, the old Sandful. So, mm-hmm. um, and my first memories uh, beyond like you know the crows matches would be on TV. But and I kind of was like, okay, cool, they're the South Australian AFL team. But it was Scott Hodges and Timmy Jennifer and all those guys in the early nineties that, um, I just was mesmerized by like Scott Hodges as a full forward at, at, at port, you know, he's a McGarry medalist, kicked 150 goals in a season at one point. Wow. Um, you know, he's a, he was an incredible forward and, and just, he's just the guy that I, I grabbed onto you know, you know the, the biggest, the biggest star in South Australia at that time was Tony Modra, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, Scott Hodges was my guy and, and then port, Entered uh, the AFL and I just immediately said I'm, I'm going to be that's my team and my parents did say like wasn't it the crowd just no nah, no nah, this is the team and they bought me they like they're, they're good parents they they just went along with it bought me all the gear took me to games and then once right, I got right. once I got older and turned into a real one eyed port fan. Uh, I think they regretted every decision they'd made in supporting it. <laughs> <laughs> I think my dad's always said he's just like at some point I thought you'd grow out of it, and then it was only a couple of years ago as I was getting closer to my mid thirties. He said, "Well, I guess I was wrong about that." <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well,
1: so,
0: you know, yeah. it's uh, it's it's a great situation in terms from a rivalry standpoint because you know you you have, and it's it's like Perth, it's like Sydney to an extent where mm-hmm. you have just the two clubs there. Mm-hmm. um you know you you know you've got you, you got frio and west coast you've got you know gws and sydney mm-hmm. i guess to a lesser extent you you they're close enough together you could say you've got brisbane and gold coast but gold coast fan base is gonna i think it's gonna grow this year because mm-hmm. i think they're we're gonna see some success this year from them finally uh i had them in the finals last year i probably will put them in the finals this year yeah maybe maybe even at the expense of my own club Ooh, uh,
1: yeah 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 <laughs> I just
0: I'm I'm yeah I I I have a and I I've not announced it yet but I have I have a sleeper club that I think are going to play finals this year that that I don't think anybody sees coming um okay and I'm not going to say who it is right now but it, it's a club that I that uh that I I just I think that they're going to make a significant leap this year and uh and I I'm I hope I'm wrong but uh I <laughs> I, just, I think I, I have I an sense.
1: I think I have an inkling as to who it might be based on how you're talking about it. But um well, yeah, it's t- def- go ahead,
0: go ahead, take a guess on who you think it might be. Hawthorne? That's who I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, thinking Hawthorne could make that yeah. leap. Yeah. It's and I thought that at the end of last year also. But uh mm. you know, and I know that there's a lot of cat supporters right now that are unsubscribing to the podcast. <laughs> Please don't do that. Okay. You know, it's again, you know, I do hey, you, still
1: yeah, you're taking an objective view to it, which is, what, yeah. is, is the mature thing to do, which is what I, like I said, you know, doing this podcast has led me to yeah. try to be a bit better about it. You know, I, I, you know, um, not to spoil any further, but, you know, Adelaide's one of the teams I think will make the jump, which, you know.
0: Well, I, I, and, and Lord yeah, knows I don't want should, them to. They, <laughs> they should have been there last year. Yes,
1: exactly. Okay. Yeah. And
0: I, and I mentioned this in a, uh, you know, why, why can they not have. You know they they have all these cameras and and I mentioned this in a, in a in a previous episode of the podcast late last year after that happened why can they not put a light at the top mounted on the top of the the, the goalpost mm-hmm. that just projects light straight up about a hundred feet you get a beam of light coming out of that mm-hmm. so you have you have you have a larger you know post if you will even though it's it's you know not a solid post that you can still measure where that ball is in relationship to the post yeah it it could not cost a whole hell of a lot of money to to affix something like that to the top of each of the goal posts
1: yeah and that's i i think that was i know it's uh, slightly off topic but it is something i've thought about a lot just as an old because you know the crows got screwed in that did i find it did did i find it very funny yes i'm a port fan of course i'm gonna (laughs) of course i'm gonna find it funny um but you know these—it's the technologies that um, I think it was Eddie McGuire who I don't, I'm not a great fan of, but he does bring up some good points. You know, uh, broken clocks uh, right twice a day or whatever. Um, but uh, he um, he talked about the te- there is technology available for to being in balls, and you've seen um, soccer, European soccer, do it with goal line technology. After they had a few mm-hmm. contra- controversies with balls crossing the line and referees not picking it up. They quickly fixed it. It's all there. It's just like I think the big thing is there. It, it is money, and while one one stadium. It's the fact that if they're doing all these regional grounds, if they're going to have it for one stadium, they need to have it for all of them, I think, for com- right. com- competition equality. And they probably just, the AFL probably just doesn't want to go down the road of doing it up, you know, putting the technology in it, up in Darwin and Ballarat. That's the thing. That's the spots no. that they need to do that. They should, because um, the AFL makes a decent, even after COVID, you know, they, they've they done pretty well still. They make money. And right, right. Um, and if they want the competition to not have these controversies, they should, they, they should just, you know, you spend the money met now, you make it back later, and some with a better, fairer competition that doesn't doesn't piss off all the uh, all the fans that go to the games and and rightly get screwed out of what you know the crows got screwed out of that one. So yeah, all no, those, I, and all those fans absolutely do deserve to be aggrieved by it. Again, it was funny for me as a port fan waking up because I didn't watch the game. I just woke up and went on Twitter and was like, "What the hell happened last
0: night?" Yeah, yeah, um, and it was it yeah. was just it was nuts. And and when you saw it, you know. It, you know, The swan squeaked in and it's and it's you know, and again if that if that makes them twelve and ten, they would have gotten in. Um yeah, they would have um I think how it worked
1: out the Crows would have made it if they'd given them the result, I think is how Yeah, well yeah. they would have been thirteen and ten
0: yeah. instead of twelve and ten. Yeah, they would have been mm. thirteen and ten. Uh so that would have put them I don't look at it percentage wise, that would have put them up at like number six.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a big so it was a big swing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so they would have, they would have, you know, they would have played a uh, a home game against St Kilda. Yeah,
1: and you know, and, and probably won it. Like they were really good at home last year, you know. And yeah. you know, the other thing is, like everyone, and it's the you know the other side of it was like, don't get yourself in a forty point hole if you want to, um, you know. And that's all the things. Point. And you know. There is umpiring. To see. It happened in the Premier League this year. Liverpool had a goal um, overturned for an offside that wasn't, and it was because it was a mis- miscommunication between referees. So the mm-hmm. fact this, like, because that was the one thing I didn't like, because you had an Australian commentator saying this stuff doesn't happen overseas, and you're on, you watch the NFL, you see that the calls all the time Um mm-hmm. happens. It happens in the Premier. It does happen everywhere. It's 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 just they all leagues have the problem that they do need to train the the staff. Just need to be a bit better, but it's also the fact that you know some fans abuse them too. So. It's it's going to happen everywhere. I don't think it'll ever be quite perfect, but there are when there is solutions to make it better and and to reduce the chance of it happening, especially something Mm -hmm. like that that was quite egregious. Just just invest the money into it and make it and make it some uh, a relic of the past.
0: You know. Okay, so looking at poor Adelaide, we're not going to we're going to probably not talk about the crows anymore today so
1: that's that makes me happy your, your,
0: your, your, your parents your parents have just tuned out uh so, um you know looking back at 2023 i i think you know you you had a you know, significant winning streak um mm-hmm. during the course of the season now I, I guess i have to ask were you which camp were you in were you in the kenny has to go or you know before the season were you in the kenny should have gone at the end of 2022 or were you in the let's bring him back for 23 and see what happens camp
1: um i am in the i look i'm in the camp of uh he's had a long enough leash and he he shouldn't have been re-signed the last couple of times um so yeah i especially after 20 like after the 2021 prelim against the Bulldogs, I thought it was just an, um, you know, there's no excuses for that. And that comes down to like, I, I am a bit more pragmatic about it. Uh, like, I do know the players have a role in that. And like, I think the players just gave up, like, just didn't give the effort on the day either. And, but that comes down, you know, there's a symbiotic relationship between coaching and players and they have to come together and all that, but the players play for him. So I'm not one of those ones that puts the signs up on the, the on Port Road and all that stuff and and gets on Twitter and gets mili- militaristic about, you know, throwing a coup um to get it, get him out. Right, like right. I just but I do think he's um he's had long enough and but you know, once he got re-signed last year, I was just like, okay, look, I'm not going to get mad about it. He's he's yeah. the one that's there. I'm you know, I'll criticize like I criticize and you know, I've had some I get stick from port fans because they think i'm too soft and i'm like no i'm just not gonna i don't what's the point of saying ken Hinkley's a you know dickhead on twitter like i'm not gonna do that i'm yeah. gonna criticize as constructively as possible and um and hold him to account but then equally when we go on a winning streak like that you know i'll give him the credit um yeah you know i won't i won't get well yeah it-
0: and You had a couple of streaks, you know. You had a thirteen game winning streak and then you turned around and had a four game losing yeah, streak. Yeah, right it, it was a season day, of so. streaks,
1: wasn't it? Yeah. I think the only Yes it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only time yeah. we had like a set of results that was singular was the first game of the season because we won the first one, lost two, won thirteen, yep. lost four, 13. won three, then lost two in the finals to end it. So yeah, yeah, it was a weird season that way. But you know, it was um I don't know what question you're gonna ask after that, but um yeah, it was an interesting season. Well, um one that brought about a lot of hope but ultimately ended in a so, similar fashion so
0: were you were you satisfied with a top three finish uh or were you expecting more no,
1: i i was satisfied with the end of the season finish yeah of, of course but uh straight sets uh exit from finals which you know people make a big deal about straight sets uh you know if they'd been close games or whatever but they weren't really close um And we looked uh, definitely second rate in both matches. I think we had opportunities up in Brisbane, um, but ultimately didn't get it done. And so, yeah, top three finish after the end of the season, as, you know, after the finals, uh, no, not satisfied. It was pretty disappointing in the end. I think we had opportunities to solidify a top two spot to get a home final. That might have changed the way our finals had gone. And we kind of let that slip with your uh, aforementioned uh, four-game losing streak that we had. Um, that dropped us out of a pretty comfortable position in the top two and um yeah i yeah no i it was pretty disappointing in the end to have such a season of hope that looked like we were changing some of the conventions of what port fans thought in hinkley football was and then it ultimately just ended the same way so um ends with a lot of questions uh going into this season as well and and for me that's not satisfying especially with the list we have but um right. we you know right. we we also do have high expectations but um yeah it is a pretty unsatisfying thing to go out in straight sets when you've at one point had a 13 game winning streak that was full of some pretty inspirational results at times so
0: so are you you know you've got you know a list that has a few um older players who are definitely on the you know the last few holes of the golf course if you will yeah um you know you know travis spoke you know you know 35 he'll be 36 by the time the se- you know the season finishes mm-hmm. but uh you know i i i think that probably 99 percent of 36 year olds around the world would say yeah i'd like to be in the same shape that he's in jesus um, yeah but i'm turning i'm turning you know, 36
1: so- in a couple of weeks and damn <laughs> you best believe I'm, I'm not in that shape so yeah I, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah and you know you know charlie dixon struggled to stay healthy last year he had a lot of little uh, little injuries that just kept creeping up on him and, and you know it's you know Trent McKenzie's you know going to be 32 this year as well and you've got you know a couple of other players what three other players who will be 30 by the time the season's up you know and Port doesn't necessarily get talked about as being an older side as much as oh I don't know another one that we might you <laughs> know, have hanging up behind me you know the you know the you know the, what the, what do they call them the dad's army I think yeah. what they refer to them as but um, getting close to a granddad's
1: you know. army I think at one point so yes it is
0: yes I, I, and you know and and I actually thought about that not too long ago that if, you know, if, uh, if, if you're a one club player and you, you know, with the whole father, son, father, daughter thing, mm. and you decide you want to have kids. Why not just do like the, the, the in vitro stuff and go have like five or six kids all at one <laughs> time, you know, like, you know, like, and just, you know, bring them all onto the, bring them all into the club in, in the same year. And just, you know, yeah the, you know, that would, it would cost you all your draft capital, which, you know, is kind of, you know, well, something it, that, that port's going to be dealing with next year as well with very limited draft capital.
1: Yeah. But then I guess if you if you're a family like the Dacos family it would be worth it, wouldn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: exactly. You know, and it's, uh, it's, um, is anybody, and I, and I, you know, is there, is there a, 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 a fantastic young player that, uh, that, you know that may be looking to get adopted you know yeah. somebody, it's, it's all, hey, this kid kicked 67 goals last year in, in his league we're going to go ahead and adopt him yeah. and, you know, bring him in his father's son you know? and, and and that's that's probably in really poor taste saying that but i just that just
1: you see the you see how um you know european football academies operate signing kids from other countries and at eight years old or whatever um you know uh you know yeah. these things you know um Crazier things have happened bro <laughs> uh. so
0: you know you 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 did not have a lot of draft capital this mm-hmm. year uh you and you tried to hold on, hold on to as much of it as you possibly could and the in the little deal that finally got worked out with the cats there <laughs> uh, right at the end you know you yeah you brought in you know a handful of players from other clubs you mm-hmm. know Brandon Zerk Thatcher came in Jordan Sweet uh you know Salvador is coming in uh Soldo coming in from Richmond of those four, who are you the most excited about in in the teal and black this year? I think
1: um, uh, your old boy Asava is the one because uh, you know it it felt like a a real uh, a real um, epic dating story over the last couple of years. You know, he requested the trade <laughs> requested the trade back in at the end of twenty twenty uh, two. Um, and didn't and didn't mm-hmm. eventuate then, and then it you know uh, he he started the year in your, in his side and was pretty good, but couldn't kind of couldn't hold it, and then it seemed pretty obvious that he was going to be kind of like requesting a trade again. So, and especially with some of our defensive like kind of the defensive roster changeovers that's happening, you know, Cleary, uh Tom Clary, who's one of one of my favorite defenders over the last you know five six years. But he's hardly had a look the last two years because he's because of a variety of injuries ever since he got his cheekbone smashed in against the doggies back in twenty one, I think. He's kind of just hasn't had a good run of injuries. And I can't remember what happened to him last year. I don't know if it was a back injury or something like that. But so and then you know, obviously Tommy Jonas has retired and um, you know, as you as you mentioned before, Trent McKenzie has been a, an absolute um stalwart the last few years and and earned himself another contract for this year. But he's on the he's um, what did you say, thirty-two and he always, he, you know, he plays heroically, but picks up a knock here and there. So, with what we need in defence um, and the changeover and kind of the, the some of the holes we had last year, Savas one that you know really I want to really see him come in and kind of flourish. You know, we we had a Lear come in and become an all Australian for us. Not that I expect right. a, not that I expect every recruit to be an all Australian, but um, <laughs> we, you know, haven't brought in Horn Francis last year as well. We um, we're doing okay with some recruits at times, so. Yeah, I, really, yeah. I really, I really, I really yeah. like to see um, Radaglia do. And obviously in the Ruck, we, you know, the top three hit out guys from last year aren't on the site anymore. You know, Lysa retired and I think he signed up with Port Districts in the, um, so he's staying local, uh, a good, good Port boy he is, wow. um, you know, and Bryn Teekle and Hayes were delisted as well. So, you know, we're, it's basically a new new Ruck division. So, Asava's the one I'm most excited for because I think he's an exciting yeah. player and a, and it'll be fun to see the partnership he forms down there with the likes of Alir and um and whoever's aside him, you know, Zerk Thatcher and co down there. But I, I am interested to see if which of the rucks holds it down, like if Soldo comes in and really flourishes having no, you know, because he's probably the default number one ruck at the moment. But you've got um yeah. uh, Jordan Sweet having come in as well and then Dante Vicentini came in last year for us and um a young recruit from a, a draft pick from a couple of years ago. So... Yeah, there's some exciting a lot of excitement in the recruits because we got everyone we wanted. Um and yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: And it and it cost you because you know you're going, you know, you've got a second and a third rounder next year and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. As far as <laughs> draft capital. So, you know, I, I I hope that there are not any uh you know, any, you know, father son players who are going to be eligible drafted next year that are gonna be going, You gotta be kidding me. I'm gonna have to play for the crews. <laughs> uh <laughs>
1: Uh, no, I don't think I, I was just having a thing. I was, I don't think there's anyone on the radar. Um, you know, the burger, you know, obviously, um, Jace Burgoyne's already in the side. So, and I can't think of anyone other ones that are coming up in the next couple of years. So yeah, here's hoping. So
0: <laughs> what are you most excited about and what are your expectations for the club in 2024? I mean, what I'm most excited about, uh, I think,
1: aside from the obvious, you know, Connor Rosie taking over the number one, the captain's jersey, um, I think is uh, a very... Des- I've often had... I did have a, a theory that I don't think players much younger than 25 should be given the captaincy because I just think, you know, let them grow into their the player they are by their mid-20s, but he's turning 24 and he's close enough to that and has proven over the last two years he's an all-Australian player and and seems really settled he's he's getting married and um and having a kid down in south australia so he's really settled which i think is actually you know it's an under under underrated part of what makes a player kind of reach their reach their um the height of of their abilities so him as captain i'm excited for but the one i'm really excited for is uh J- jason horn francis um to see him take another leap because he's had he had a year of you know he's clear air he's back home there's none of the controversy. i mean obviously he's still the booze will still happen but you know he's happy at home and and he did have the he did the travis spoke off season this year he, he came over to the u.s with travis spoke and was hanging out with him you know travis spoke's done okay. kind of become become known for uh you know, his off-season trips to the u.s to train over here you know at the red bull performance center and all that stuff he brought he brought butters and rosie over a couple of years ago and we don't know how they've gone since and um and horn francis mm-hmm. was his partner this year they, did some time down here in LA, I think at Santa Monica and then they traveled to uh, Colorado and did a little bit of training over there with um, it's some guy that boat trains with over here. So I need to see Horn Francis take that. He's not going to be um, a Brownlow winner yet or anything like that. You know, he's he's on that trajectory mm-hmm. with the kind of player he is, but, just to see him take that leap of getting a few more disposals a game, getting up to the high, high team. Cause I think he was average averaging. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it's some of those games where he's just down into the 12, 13 disposals and kind of couldn't find his way into a game if it wasn't going the way it does for his game. But if he can find a bit more of the ball, um, that's actually going to be really important for what is my hopeful expectation this year that we finish. We, we should, you know, top four is the expectation. I think every port fan, right. right. That's for the regular season. And then unfortunately with the, the rod that, um, has been made for the back of the coaching and 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 you know david kosh uh his his repeated insistence and um and belief in ken hinkley it's you know it's grand it's grand final appearance or bust for most port fans and i think that's right you no know, right. then you know some opposition fans would say oh that's a cocky way to go but that's just that's the expectation you've got to have as a fan with putting the you know as you said the draft stock we put into into trades and some of the picks we've got, um, you know, with the we've gotten pretty struck gold with the likes of Rosie and Butters coming through the system in the last five years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're kind of built for a run at the uh, the grand final, and we've got to be make we've got to be looking to make that. Um, that's my expectation. Um, you know, I
0: well, you know, I was gonna say I was gonna jump in here really quickly to be to be fair to Jason Horn Francis, mm-hmm. you know, he was trying to find his way in what is a very good midfield. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was you know he was not going to necessarily be the first, second, third, or maybe even the fourth option to be handling the ball. Oh online. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. you know he was going to have you know he was going to have to show some patience with you know with that sort of thing, and as you said, work his way in mm-hmm. as he can do so. Uh, and I and I think that you know as as he gets a little you know a little bit more um, experience, and again you know with uh, you know Travis Boak having brought him over and trained with him um you know i th- i think that's only going to benefit him and maybe allow him to you know maybe he trades spots with travis Boak this year and becomes you know number three option or number four option and somebody mm-hmm. else slides down a little bit but i mean it's you know i think that many clubs around around the comp if they said kate hey, would you be willing to trade your midfield you know for port adelaide's midfield they would they would do it in a heartbeat mm-hmm. Oh, there's some, you know, some clubs may not, but, uh, you know, there there are some that would absolutely do that. I, you know, I, you know, I, I think that, you know,
1: I think with the youth, the, last last year's, yeah, the youth, yeah, last
0: year's Cats midfield, I certainly would have traded it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> especially the youthful nature of it. Especially, I mean, you got guys <laughs> like, you know, Willem Drew, um, who's um, pretty underrated around the league, but Port fans love him because of just his, he's just does all the dirty work and, um and does it with a smile on his face as well, which I love. He's just, he's like, he's one of those true, old school footy players that um just does loves the dirty work and loves getting it you know and, and will you know put his put his life down for the jumper. Not that you expect, but you know, you know what I mean. Just they just they right, just do right. the work. Um yeah. Uh, so yeah that midfield's really going to be exciting to see how they come together because obviously butter's exploding last year and um yeah the hope for me beyond that is just that the forward line uh finally clicks because that was probably the downfall last year. We just didn't have someone that took over Kind of like, you know, watching um your lot with envy over the last few years. Oh, been last year maybe not as much, but the fact that you had you know that, that Tom Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron double, uh, you know, and both of them were alphas in that forward line and somehow made it work. And yeah. and we just we just want one to take over. Obviously, Dixon has been that guy at times. He got an all Australian jumper, but his inju as you mentioned, his injuries um and, and that and just Todd Go ahead. I was just gonna to say Todd Marshall thought looked like, you know, forty-five goals the year before that he might but he had um, and legitimate injury issues and concussions and all that stuff mm-hmm. last year, so I don't blame him for falling down a little bit. We, we're just looking for someone to take over there, so that's what I'm hoping for—that someone really emerges to be the, you know, looking like the key forward for the next six to eight years, kind of well, kind of player. I'm
0: I'm glad you brought up Todd Marshall because I did want to ask about him, mm-hmm. and the question I wanted to ask is, yeah, you know, because I actually tipped him to do this last year, but can Todd Marshall win the Coleman? <sighs> You know, <laughs> it,
1: this is a thing, like, I just, and it's one of those, when, you know, the people that criticize Ken Hinckley, you know, this is one of those things I say, okay, you've got a point, like, I don't like, you know, I don't like the, the death threats or anything like that. But some of the, you know, the, the stuff in between is like, you know, we just don't, the structure up forward sometimes doesn't lead to we've never had you know i think you know maybe jay Schultz was you know kicking bags of 50 but we rarely have that guy that looks like he's going to kick 70 or 80 a year because it's just not the way the mm-hmm. way we play is it kind of doesn't lend itself to that kind of forward to kick bags week after week um he's do I,
0: extraordinarily accurate he is
1: and and he's really and that's come along well in the last couple of years and and when he's on form and he's and he's you know not having doesn't have any injury like shadows over him he just seems to flourish but uh could he win the coleman uh I, I wouldn't i i would not bet on anything on it this year i just don't i just don't think we've mm-hmm. we're quite at the level of having one of those players but could he explode for maybe 40 uh, you know maybe get to 50 this year that, that's what i'm hoping for um because he's probably the the, okay. the most likely uh obviously ollie lord um flashed some real skill and brilliance last year but he's young and he's going to have some of those growth troubles the one that i I wonder will find his way back in and if he does he might really take over like Georgiades is the big is the big uh right, right. kind of wild card could he come in and and get back to his best with some experience under his belt um now uh he could be a wild card that could change, and, you know, change you know, and things was, completely
0: you know, he, only two games last year for him mm-hmm. so I mean it's uh, you know it's this is this is a guy that you know if he comes back in I mean that just you know that that lessens in a way the, you know, the, the burden that you would be placing on, you know, 35 year old Charlie Dixon's mm-hmm. body to, to, to be the guy. Um, and it helps, you know, to, to start that transition, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not saying that Mr. George is is going to be that big burly guy. Who's going to be bouncing, you know, key defenders off of him like Charlie Dixon is able to do, but yeah. you know, he's, he's going to be, he's a very good, very good option in the forward structure that, you know, that, uh, he definitely you know if he comes back in i I think you're you you make a great point that he definitely could be a huge addition and you know and Ali Lord was you know again another one of those youngsters that came in and just you know did a nice job for you last mm-hmm. year and you know yeah you know, was you know dynamite in in a lot of instances where he you know where he got a chance to shine so and it's you know so you may see yeah okay so that question i asked about you know todd marshall winning the Coleman, no he's probably not going to because he guys got a hell of a lot of options yeah that's right that's now. it and then <laughs> i just don't think we
1: play <laughs> yeah we don't play in a way that lends itself to someone really just being like the right, key right. target um and uh but yeah i'd love to see just ha- some of these guys just to have a good free run a- a- at it with that you know yeah, especially exactly. marshall like i you know concussions in sports obviously is a is a hot topic and, and, you know, you worry when a guy's had a couple. So that'll be the question. If he can get through the year without a concussion, then, um, cause I think that mm-hmm. kind of knocked his confidence a little bit, even though he does, he does play bravely anyway, but it just, you know, confidence levels can sometimes go. So um yeah, but just that forward line to maybe function a bit more smoother than, you know, the, the, the Dixon in and out and playing Dixon on one leg towards the end of last year really kind of derailed that momentum we had earlier in the year. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you've got, uh, I, I think you could, you could argue that, you know, for, for finishing top three, I don't think you can be too upset with the way that the schedule, the way the fixture came out for your club, because you've got seven of your first 10 games are at the Adelaide. Open. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not bad at all. You know, your first five, you got the Eagles, the Tigers, the D's, you know, the bombers and, and the Dockers. and. uh it's not exactly a murderer's row, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and and, and I think and this is again another one of those little predictions that I have here. I I think the demons might actually slide a little bit this year. I I I just I I I worry about everything going on with Clayton Oliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I I.
1: And speaking of teams with forward <laughs> line issues, like yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, would they trade their forward line with yours? I'm sure they I think would. They would. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, but, uh, it's, you know, you, you, you play the Crows twice. Of course, mm-hmm. you've got Carlton twice. You've got the Dockers, the D's, Richmond and St. Kildes. You got a bit of a mixed bag in terms of the clubs you're doubling up with, you know, Richmond, I I don't think is going to be great this year. Mm-hmm. I guess you're, you're going to be in a bit of a transition, you know, Fremantle. Who knows what's going to happen with Fremantle? They could be, any, you know, they could be anywhere from
1: fifth to 15th. I don't know with that team. I think, I yeah, think, I think they rebound a little bit, but I was surprised at just how, um, chaotic they were last year and, and yeah. after such a promising I, year before so
0: i tipped them out of the finals last year mm. i didn't have the of course you know full disclosure for those of you who may be checking out the podcast for the first time i did not have the magpies playing finals last year so <laughs> how how freaking stupid am i i didn't even have them in the eight i think i had them 10th last year you know i just it, you know and i mean i had the i think i had the cats eight mm. i mean i didn't i didn't put the cats top four thinking oh they're gonna go repeat i knew they were a year old mm. so but i just I just was not sure that the pies were going to be able to to score enough either. And, and well, they turned out they did. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, so are you, you, you've, like I guess you've got to be pretty thrilled with the fact that that you've got seven out of 10 at home. So it should hopefully give you a good foundation for the year.
1: Yeah. That's what I like. Cause I looked at it. And I, um, I think I even looked at the first five matches. I, you know, as long as we're playing well and don't start, you know, doing the weird things that Port Adelaide can do where we just, you know, like that 2022 start where it just we we're 0 and five in a heartbeat, and we we're all like looking around, mm-hmm. looking around, wondering what the hell happened. Um, you know, with Essendon right. and Richmond to start off. Uh, sorry, West Coast and Richmond to start off with. You know, West Coast at home should be beating them. That's no disrespect to West Coast; it's just where they're at and their rebuilding and their transition. Richmond away again, we should be looking to win that one, and then Melbourne at home and mm-hmm. Essendon at home might be tricky ones, but um, and then Frio as well there's there's a path that you can easily sit there and go we sh- we could be 5 and 0 heading and then we got round 6 I think in um uh Melbourne against the against the Pies so mm-hmm. I, I you know i'd hope to be at worst 4 and 1 he- heading to Melbourne for that one and and you know like i said there's a path to as long as we're fit and and playing the footy that we showed it the you know most consistently at the best of times last year there's no reason we can't be 5 and 0 heading to the G and then and then it's just a test against the reigning premiers and wherever they're at at that point but Um, and a a good test because we do need to start winning some of those bigger away games, but um, yeah, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. I think the season. Yeah. As you said, for a top three team, I was reasonably happy. Like we get a few difficult aways to in the back end of the season, but maybe that's good for a If you get off to a good start and then you have to have a few tests and um, down the stretch uh, it's sometimes good for a footy team to galvanize them a little bit. As long as again, it, it all comes down to injuries and all those intangibles you don't actually know until a season gets underway, but, Um, yeah, the foundation, the, the foundations there to build, um, in the first month or two to, you know, be heading into, you know, halfway through the season with, you know, seven and three at worst eight and two, like you could be, you know, and, and you only need a few bounces of the ball and some of those more inspirational performances we had last year to be really looking at a good start to the really, really good first half of the year. And then, and then that builds, like you said, builds the foundation to, to bounce into some of those more, you know, those away games in the second half and, um, yeah. So.
0: well you know you you after round seven after round seven which you know, again you're home for the saints then but you know round eight you know you've got the crows at at the adelaide oval and i don't know who the home team is for that one but, uh, i think uh, the crows are you, you all crows you, have
1: the first home showdown but yeah it, it's kind okay. of but you know you, well, at least we're you at home. alternate home and away yeah.
0: the rest the rest of the way through from round you know basically from round eight through round 24 you alternate adelaide oval and you know on the mm-hmm. road yeah, you know, so you don't have any any multi-week home matchups or road road contests at that point in time the rest of the way. Yeah,
1: but it's it's again like I I don't mind that I think it's it, you know a fixture generally works its way out that way. But you know having that um mm-hmm. gather round at home in that that stretch in April always helps. Now um, with the next, you know last year and this year you know that gather round game against the dogs kind of was one of those ones that helped. You know was the start of I think it was the second week of the thirteen week winning streak. So. Um, yeah, I think the foundation's there. And then, you know, from there you get a few more away games, but as you said, alternates and right. um it it's all gonna be those first five weeks. If we go four and one at worst or five and zero, I think then I'd be I'll be I'll be uh you know, getting pretty pretty lippy on social media. No, no, I won't but I'll be confident. You know, a thirteen game win streak really did, you know, bring some hope last year. And if we can start the season in a similar fashion, then um, you know, the expect like I said the expectation's top four anyway, but you know, you want to see it on the field rather than just on paper. So
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and I think I think it's a club that should be that should be playing top four, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the in the top four. So um what concerns though do you have? What are the things that make you go, yeah, but this could happen. So maybe we don't end up where we want to be. It'll be uh, backline
1: issues if, you know, Radaglia and Zerkstatt Thatcher struggle to, you know, fight, you know, to settle in back there. Um, Alir has often been, I call him the straw that stirs the drink back there. Uh, If he goes down, Mm -hmm. if he goes down, it kind of, I think I referred to our backline as a house of cards last year a lot because it was just like, you only need one to go down and it all just comes tumbling down. Um, The backline still concerns me. Not that I'm happy that we brought in the reinforcements, but it's un it's unseen un, unproven at this point and obviously the ruck was a real issue for us last year you know last it was a premiership winning ruckman a few years back but you know these knee injuries and he just couldn't move around well enough anymore and so we lost the hit out battle a lot which obviously we, we still were reasonable at the in the clearances but it was always a struggle to win the clearance battle because we weren't getting you know first hand on the ball from the ruck so um you, I, I, want one of those guys. Uh, you know, Soldo, mate. You know, Soldo looks like probably the most likely. At the, you know, just looking at it in preseason, but who knows? We, we need someone to establish themselves as, as a force in the ruck, as well. So it's probably the right. Oh, the, the, the forward line. I said, you know, it's it's, it's a bit of an unknown, but we've got the stock You know, the kind of horses in the stable, so to speak, in the forward line. It's just how that, how that. I'm pretty confident that it will work itself out. I just don't know how it will. But the back line. Well, you
0: would think then with your, with your multi-headed multi-faceted forward line that 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 cannot help but get your back line up to speed during training mm. when they're having to train against <laughs> yeah. them so I mean it's yeah you know, you, you you would think that that's that that's going to be you know I what do they say iron sharpens iron that yeah. sort of thing I mean maybe yeah. it maybe that's gonna maybe that's going to be something that works out to your advantage because you have such a good forward line mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'll be interesting. You're like, you know, like the new boys like Asava and Zerk Thatcher coming in and looking around and going, Well, who am I taking to training? Is it, is it Charlie Dixon? Is it, is it Todd Marshall, Mitch, George Yardy? Zoroli Lord, they look in every direction and see this big beast of a forward coming at him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, and, and the fact is, the way we play sometimes isn't so much to be a dominant backline, it's to be, you know, um, we play a pressure, you know, we want to keep the ball in our forward half and, and be out of kind of a, a, you know absorb any any rebound and we just didn't do that well at times last year we let let it get out of our kind of our press too easily last year and then it just left a Lear um sometimes on his own or or a one-legged uh trent mckenzie sometimes so it just didn't work out well so if the likes of radical and stuff can be more you know fit and agile down there and take some of that pressure off it'll help um, but ultimately it'll be yeah but that's that probably is my concern A mixture of the back line uh you know Getting a bit more rock solid again if they can, and and certainly the ruck is ruck was a major major deficiency in our team last year, and um, and some some opposition rucks just absolutely had a field day against us. Um, so yeah, seeing one of those guys, uh, I, I would like to see someone um, establish themselves early to kind of take that load.
0: And you may not want him up there, but, you know, radically, can pop up there in a pinch as well. Yeah, him, he, yeah. He did that a little bit for the cats as well, you know, because, you know, the cats have, you know, the the storyline has been that the cats, you know, ruck position has been a void. Mm-hmm you know, since I've been following the club and yet they, you know, they managed to, you know, win a premiership with Reece Stanley, but, uh, you know. Yeah,
1: it can be, it can be but, done. It's just like, it is, you'd have to be pretty damn good around the rest of, and, and the cats were pretty damn good around the field. So they robed it and, yeah. you know, it's, I just don't want to see you know, Charlie Dixon taking a bunch of hit outs and Jeremy Finlayson, you know, those guys, they battle, they right, battle right. well, but they're just not going to be, you know, when you've got those guys. Yeah. And that,
0: that's another name we didn't even yeah, mention yet yeah. at this point in time, in terms of, you know, being able to, you know, to kick goals for your club. Mm-hmm. But uh and, and I, and I hope that he's there every moment of every game. And I hope that things are going, you know, as well as possible for his family yeah um, yeah and no i thought yeah you know it's 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 just you know what a, what a what a courageous year last year mm-hmm. um just
1: yeah, and i'll be uh i'll be donating um well i did it last year because we, we've still got our season tickets back there obviously not there um mm-hmm. um i'll just be i gave them away last year just for people to donate to their the finlayson family go fund and i'll be doing that again this year because they're still battling okay she's I believe she announced on her social media that she's going back into chemo for another round uh, soon. So okay. they've still got plenty of costs involved. So yeah, I'll be doing that again. This, yeah. Doing yeah. that again this year. And thoughts always with them. Um, but yeah, incredibly courageous family. Like Kelly's bravery in um, sharing her story and just being pretty. You know, she's always pretty chipper and 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 tries to show both the you know how you can live through it, but also the dark you know the the sadness of it. But you know, Finlay, J- Jeremy is well back on field. Like to you know sometimes it's one of those things that as fans we we get a little bit lost in just the, these pe- people being these robots that run around in the field and it's when you re- when yep. you realize those background stories and for him to go out there week yep. after week and have some pretty damn good performances i know he his form dropped a little bit at the end of the year but then so, you know a lot of a few players did so it's not just him people just scapegoat sometimes those forwards um at times so um yeah no he's he's what a what a what a bloody courageous fella he is um
0: Yes, and, and
1: i look forward to seeing kicks kick a few more bags this year and and years going forward
0: yeah so the seat the 2024 uh, fixture for the uh the club comes to an end so i want to ask you what is the what is the headline the day after whenever whenever the, the the powers season ends what is the headline in the advertiser uh about the port season what's the headline say
1: <laughs> oh there's a few that come to mind um I'll give you. I'll give you the two. Uh, there'll be two scenarios. It's either that we win the grand final and it will be like yes he can, um, or if or if it goes the as way a, as it, in
0: yes he k as in yes he k e n
1: yes yeah yeah okay <laughs> sorry okay. yeah I should have clarified but yeah that it'll just be him him with the cup and a few players you know they're celebrating and that'll be it because mm-hmm. that has been the story is is him versus uh, the fans and stuff but if it does go the way okay. that you know unfortunately. Um, I try to be as optimistic as I can, but I just, I don't have full faith, but I I will be cheering them on. But if it goes the way that, you know, some fans think it will um, it'll be something like start the car as in CA double R for Josh Carr. That's sitting in the wings there and our, our assistant coach in okay. Josh Carr. Cause that's been the uh, that was the story last year was everyone thought that um, Josh Carr might be the coach in waiting. So, and there's been, I think I've seen the hashtag a few times on social media last year, which is hashtag, <laughs> hashtag start the car. So I think it'll be, we will be a play on words for two different um, people involved in their coaching staff will either be yes he can, or start the car.
0: So, would it be the ultimate grand final victory if they were able to beat the crows in the grand final? In with let's let's just say let's 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 set that. I just set the scene I just feel, I just okay. felt my heart
1: start to stop. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> let's let's
0: let's set the scene here. Oh no. Crow, crows are up by oh, five it... points. And Jeremy Finlayson takes a mark 40 meters out on the wing, and the horn sounds, and he slots it.
1: Oh god. I <laughs> <laughs> you would. My wife might not see me for a week. I will just be. I will be.
0: <laughs>
1: that'll be a. That'll be a bender to end benders. Um. Oh God. I just. I don't even know if I'd survive that grand final. Anyway. I. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, geez And uh, an ending like that would be. Um. I don't think there'd be anything sweeter. Like, obviously. I don't think I'd want to ever play the Crows in a grand finals just because I don't think I could handle the week leading up to it. It'd just be as I'd be a stress ball of, um, cause as you were talking, about, <laughs> as you are talking about earlier, um, about, you know, rivalries and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. that, that's a rivalry that is deep seated. Um, and obviously growing up with it, um, I, yeah, I don't have much love for that team or at all, obviously. So, um, but yeah, no, if that kind of scenario presented itself, um, and that's the way it went, um, if I survived <laughs> that moment, uh, then yeah, I'll have a, that'll be a week to remember. Um, well, I won't remember it, but hopefully someone takes photos. Um, <laughs> cause yeah, I, I like, uh, um, I planned it, you know, obviously located over in the U S but we've kept our memberships, um, which, are you know, uh, I'm at a level that guarantees me access to a grand final ticket in theory. I know that there was some issues with calling Collingwood fans last year. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've always said that if we get into a grand final, I'll be jumping on a plane, um, Uh, to get back get back there for it which thankfully la to melbourne's a straight shot so (laughs) Um, so and then and then you're like like... i'm
0: I'm shopping for flights right now so i'm uh yeah yeah so are you ready for a few little trivia questions here before we wrap up to see how you see how you do? here?
1: I am terrible at trivia, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm okay. ready as I'll ever be. Uh, Yeah.
0: OK, well, a, a lot of these are a lot of these are related to, to the 2023 season. Some of okay. them are not, but a lot of them are related to 2023. So, okay. all right. These four players, all of them who played 25 games last year for the club, averaged more than 21 disposals per game.
1: Five players, 21 disposals a game. And you said tw- four, four
0: players. Four players, okay. Four players, yep. Average 20. They all played 25 games.
1: I'm going to say the first three will be the All-Australians, I think. Uh, so Zach Butters, Connor Rosie, and Dan Houston. Uh, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's correct. In, in order, um, by the way. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, and the fourth. Ah, oh, It's not going to be. No, Horn Francis had too many games that were below that. That's what I was. That's what I was literally saying earlier. So it's not him. Um, right, actually, right. no, it'd probably be Ollie Wines. I know he had a down year, but I think yes, he it was. was okay. Yes, yeah. it
0: was. Cool. He was at twenty one point seven. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. No, he had a, he had not a down him, year, but that's for him. Like he, you know, usually we like to see him up in the mid twenties, but. <laughs> um yeah this right. shows the level
0: well but again that you know down year for him in you know mid-20s he's down to 21 yeah. you look at you know the, the other guys who are averaging you know 27 and a half 26 24 you know it's you know there's a there's a lot of hands wanting disposals mm-hmm. you know yeah in that mid and yeah we so. are
1: like you know especially when you got guys like, Haunt, like as you said horn francis coming in there um right. and, you know boke you know had a year off the bench a little bit more last year and as a sub but yeah. you know he's still in there and, and he you know at his best he's the guy that you want the ball in his hands so yeah yeah okay i got i got i got oh. one right so i you know that's better than i was expecting to go
0: <laughs> so who were the two or the top four goal scorers for the club last year uh, it
1: was either finlayson or marshall i think it was first that's one and two one and two yep was a finlayson t- one Okay. Yeah, you
0: you you've got everybody. You've got everybody. The first six you've answered who you've gotten in order. So I mean, I, I you know, you said I'm not really good at trivia. I'm going to call baloney on that.
1: Uh, I I wasn't. I I thought it was going to be. I don't. I I just I'm, I get anxiety with trivia. So, but sometimes it bounces. I feel like Pal Pepper was up there.
0: Yes, he's the third one. Uh, and this this person this the fourth person. His name has not come up yet tonight. I want to say say,
1: Rioli. He had some bags. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Willie Rioli had 31. Yep.
1: Okay. How many many did Paul Pepper end up with last year?
0: Paul Pepper had uh, 31 as well. Okay. So 38 for, yeah, yeah. both of them had 31. Yeah.
1: 62 between those two is actually exactly where you want them to be. Probably maybe, maybe a couple more, but that's a pretty good effort from a couple of small forwards. Yeah. We just need like, cause I think this Finlayson didn't get, didn't crack 40. Did he? Okay, so yeah, that's that. We just need one of those guys to be getting closer to fifty, and then and then the rest of it, right, rest right. of it filling out.
0: That's been that's part of the problem. But yeah, um, okay. Cool. All right, this twenty this twenty four game player led the club with ninety seven point nine percent time on ground last year.
1: No, oh, earlier, earlier.
0: So he. There you go. That one,
1: yeah. that one, I, that one, I'd, I'd, I'd seen at some point, like in the last month or two, I think. So, okay, yeah. And I okay. know he's just like, like yeah. I said, he was the one all year that I was like, house of cards, house of cards. If he goes down, and he didn't go down. Great so, point. Um, yeah.
0: Great point. Yeah. Now, I, I love this stat. I, I wish, I wish, you know, uh, like the NFL had a stat like this. Um, but this night, this, uh, this player led the club with 7.11 percenters per game in 2023. I love the one percenter stat. It, I think you could just call it, you could call it like the do the right things. Yeah, it is.
1: It's, it's, it is the, you know, it's just the, geez, he's, he's a good bloke. He's doing the hard work out there kind of stat. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. It's probably going to be a defender. Where is it going? uh I'm just gonna roll back. I'm just gonna double up on a I don't know if it's him, but uh, You're
0: right. You're right. The other one I, I he if yeah
1: was Trent McKenzie maybe second? No, he wouldn't have done enough. Uh,
0: uh let's see here. Let me go back. I can tell right, you really Because I almost here. went
1: to McKenzie because he sometimes does some of that stuff too, but
0: uh let's see here. Rankings T- average for one percenters. Uh Lear Lear was at seven point one two. Tom Clure. Well, he only played oh, yeah. Tom, Tom Jonas was at six and a half. Yeah. He played 13 games. Lockheed Jones was 4.2 with 15 games. Trent McKenzie was okay. 4.2 with 19 games. Yes. Yeah. He, he was fifth on the list, but if you had a minimum of, let's say, you know, a dozen games, he would have moved up. He would have moved up significantly on the list. Yeah. Then. So he would have moved up to to fourth on the list then. So, okay. Yeah. You got that one as well then. All right. Um, this, player had the highest disposal percentage for the club last year at 84 percent
1: oh oh efficiency oh god
0: yeah disposal efficiency i'm sorry Yeah, no you're at your disposal efficiency
1: oh trying to think of who doesn't burn the ball (laughs) uh disposal efficiency i that's one that i can't even i want it because you you get guys like you know your your best players often actually do burn the ball a bit so i'm trying to think Mm mm-hmm someone is it someone like kane farrell oh no it was trent mckenzie oh it's trent mckenzie okay yep Uh, yep okay no that's good that's especially from you know coming out of the back lines for him um he's got to especially with his cannon over boot sometimes too if he's if he's getting it pretty pretty efficient out of there
0: now and i i will tell you you know you had a couple players that were higher but you know jace Burgoyne only played five games yeah yeah um Kane Farrell was right behind him at 80 percent. okay so you were you were on track with him okay then, so you were you were close i wouldn't no, i don't then,
1: think so. i would have picked trent mccain i was just thinking of more yeah traditional bull. you know but yeah you know, he does he does end up taking some a fair few kickouts and stuff as well so yeah
0: okay this this is I, I like this question here has port adelaide won more games at marvel slash docklands or at the mcg
1: Oh, because we, we had like that eight or nine game streak at Marvel that I think ended against Carlton last year, but we did have a streak for a couple of years there. Um, and the Mar like Marvel, or I think it was colonial stadium and it its first name or Docklands or whatever. Uh, I want to say we've won more at Marvel.
0: You have okay. 30 wins, 34 losses there and 24 wins, 30 losses and one draw at the MCG. Nice.
1: Yeah, I was thinking yep. Marvel. Yeah, we did, especially that that streak we were on the last couple of years of winning there would probably really help that out. But yeah, we mm-hmm. play, we've played the gra- ground reasonably well the last few years.
0: I'm, ho- I'm hoping to get there a couple of t- to both of those stadiums a couple of times yeah. this year. Hey, so you, you
1: you'll I'm, see it. You'll yeah. see a footy game there before I do. It's just something I haven't gotten to. I've seen cricket at. I've seen, rug- yeah. seen rugby at Marvel. I've seen. The, I went to the cricket World Cup in 2015 at the MCG. I just haven't got to a footy game there yet.
0: Okay. Now, who has won more games as the Port senior coach, Mark Williams or Kenny Hinckley?
1: I think it's Mark Williams, but Hinckley's within 10, I think now, isn't it?
0: Well, uh, Mark Williams, 142 wins, 112 losses and two draws. Kenny Hinckley, ninety three losses, one hundred and forty three oh, wins. Oh wow! So he's won one more game. <laughs> I,
1: I thought I didn't think that he'd gotten past him yet, but it might actually that might have come up last year too, because I think.
0: Yeah, and he yeah. did it, and he did it in a lot fewer games too. He did it in you know basically one less season, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. Yep.
1: Yeah, there was a few, there was okay, a few this... rough years there towards the end of Choco's Choco's time. Although it started pretty well, but love him though. He's he's a he's a he's a legend of the club.
0: Okay, so. Who leads the all-time AFL series? AFL series between the Crows and the Power. I think it is. It isn't it tied up now? Yes, uh, it is.
1: Outstanding. <laughs> 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 you were trying. You were trying to trick me with the way you led me into that, weren't you? You were like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just like, no, I. Sw- Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. I'm. I'm impressed. <laughs> I am very impressed with that. That. That was great. Okay, I've got two other ones. Uh, one uh, of them is uh, a. Uh, um we'll go we'll go with the last one that i had here first of all who led the club in meters gained per game in 2023 and they did it with 511 meters gained per game
1: oh that's helped me uh, that was kind of rosy wasn't it
0: yes yeah, it was. i remember yep.
1: seeing that it was like as soon as you said i if you hadn't said the number i might not. but i remember seeing that number next to his name at some point so yeah okay um
0: you were probably you were probably over on the uh the footy wire website which is where I I do I spend a lot of time on the footy wire. What I was I, uh, I was on there
1: guys? I was on there about a month ago looking at some stuff when I started okay. to look at some stuff because uh, I'm doing some notes for my own start uh,
0: preview coming you know later you know probably in February at this okay. stage. But now, yeah. besides Gold Coast, so we're going to take Gold Coast off the table here because they've scuffled for you know most of their existence. Besides Gold Coast, Port mm-hmm. has the best winning percentage against which team? And it's 24 wins and 11 losses. So we know it's not Adelaide. Uh, Yeah. 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 Uh, (laughs) I I wish it was
1: against Adelaide, but. um,
0: Yeah, I know you do. uh, I know you do.
1: I want to say. I want to say. St. Kilda or Essendon. for some reason are the two that are popping into my head.
0: Okay. Pick one. One of those is right. So pick one one. of them
1: is right. All right. Yes. I'll go with St. Kilda.
0: Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, I want you to rewind about eight minutes into this where David said he was lousy at doing trivia. Okay. And and please feel free to reach out to him on his socials, which I'll have linked in the show notes and remind him that, you know what, he's not so bad at trivia after all. In fact, <laughs> he's pretty darn good at it, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, you, I think you got every single, the only question that you got wrong was the the mark williams kenny hinkley question
1: okay which is it which is and, done, which is done was one I thought, game difference there that was the one i thought i was actually a bit more confident on. so well yeah, you no, know, so, to be fair the disposals leader ones um that that was you you led me in nicely with that one because okay. i got
0: okay well that's that's okay i'll, I'll that's true that's true. so there. if you if start we re- if
1: you'd started with a tougher one
0: but yeah
1: gentle nudging we got into it
0: so, so before we wrap up, where can people find the Creedcast, and where can they follow you on your socials if they want to follow you? And I and I do recommend, especially if you're a Port supporter or you're a you know you know a, a masochistic uh, you know Adelaide supporter, you definitely want to mm-hmm. give him a follow.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of Chris so supporters that I've, I've had good. They understand the, the they understand the kind of you know the back and forth and you know you, you give a bit right of... right um, but yeah um underscore the creed on uh, Instagram and Twitter I you know Instagram I just post to dumb memes and whatever and and but you know share a bit of uh, you know share the podcast there Spotify okay. uh, uh, Apple Podcasts Google if you see that little logo the word mark there um behind the creed if you're watching watching on youtube but yeah, okay. used... yeah
0: you the yeah you you were you're kind of breaking up there a little bit so i will definitely put the uh information in the show notes you're, you're getting you're getting a little warble for me right there yeah, at this the podcast point in time, is available
1: so. in most places i've tried to make sure it's available in most places <laughs>
0: All right, David. Sorry about that. Uh, little, uh, little bit of a hiccup there. I'm, I'm sure it's the, uh, you know, the, the people who are listening in on uh, all of my conversations because of, you know, my shirt that says I need new conspiracies because all the other ones have come true. <laughs> um, but uh, t- tell us where, uh. Tell us where people can follow you and listen to your work, sir.
1: Um, So following on uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's underscore the creed. So just as it sounds with the underscore in front Um, and then Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google play, and a variety of other podcast mediums. Most of them have it. If there's one that you prefer, and it just hasn't shown up on there. Let me know because there's probably just one that you know. They, there's always new ones coming around, so I'll I'll mm-hmm. always push it out to the new ones if I if there's one I've missed. So, yeah, the Creedcast on all those podcast platforms, and then uh, underscore the Creed for all my irrelevant and inane in- 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 ramblings about footy during the during the year on Twitter and Instagram. So,
0: okay, okay, I'm just looking. Uh, yeah, because I'm one of those people that uses one of those obscure ones. Um, I use. Uh cast box sure. which uh yeah i'm looking i don't i don't see it showing up on here so i think i'll uh that might found that might yet.
1: be one I don't it's don't been a while try. it's been a while since because you know you go into because I, I on the platform transistor and you go into the uh the uh sharing and there's just new ones popping up here and there that's and i haven't right, I, right. I haven't done i usually every six months or so, i'll do like a look through and see which ones have popped up and yeah. and i haven't done that it's for fun. i haven't actually done that for for a long time so i need to do that
0: yeah, I used I used uh I used Stitcher for several mm. years as my go-to app, but Stitcher got bought out by Sirius XM and they just folded their whole podcast um venture right into Sirius XM. Yeah. Uh so I mean I I enjoyed that one quite a bit because you know I did the like the premium one where it had you know like five or six hundred you know comedy albums on there that you could listen to. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm enjoying Castbox uh because it you know it's it, it it just works for me. I I I, I like Apple Podcasts, but I, to me it, it's the site is a little cluttered. It's a little clunky. Yeah, you know, it's it's not it's yeah. not easy to maneuver your way around in that one as mm-hmm. much as I as as some of the other ones. Yeah, you know, I just that I just I just prefer. So, um, yeah. Who's you know who's yeah, joining? Oh yeah, yeah. As we wrap up here, who's joining uh, Port Adelaide in the top four this year?
1: uh joining port adelaide i like the way you put that because
0: <laughs> um i think well, i think, you, you you put them there so i'm yeah. I, you know as far as, as far as this conversation is concerned they're there so who's joining them?
1: um so i think i have brisbane up there i am interested to see how they go while because they're waiting there's a couple of key players for them um that they've brought in in tom duday and uh and mm-hmm. uh, that's recovering from an acl uh and then they've got will ashcroft still recovering too and he was a revelation for them as a rookie last year so but they 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 still be, beyond that they were still incredibly competitive and obviously we're unlucky to lose the grand final in a way you know they were right in the game the whole way and you know depending on which side of the fence you're on you can blame some umpires for it or you know I you know like I said you 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 win you know, that stuff happens to both teams but um, so Brisbane would be up there I think um, and they'll be there, and they're hungry you know they're a team that's been up and about kind of in a similar time frame to Port that they want to they want to get that next step um, Collingwood uh, I just see no reason um, Dan McStay is a big loss for them um, with his injury but right, I still right. think I, I still think that they're um, you know if they as long as those you know the Dacos brothers stay fit um, they're just a uh, inspirational yeah my one caveat would be if Pendlebury and Sidebottom finally fall away but they seem to be enjoying their footy as much as ever so until I see right right until I see that happen I'll just believe in them so Colin would be up there again and oh I want to go smoky I reckon GWS, if they, I'd love to see, I, you know, I'm not like a GWS fan or anything, but I just, you know, I've a big fan, mm-hmm. big fan of Adam Kingsley. He's a port premiership player. So soft spot for him. And I think the way he, yeah. he got that team rolling towards the end of last year and had them very close as well. Um, it'd be them right, or Colton. Right. Them, them no, it'd be a pick between those two. I think it'd be a okay. bit of a, bit, bit of a dogfight up there. And, you know, Sydney with the recruits they've had could come up and, and be yeah, at least yeah. in the battle for it. Um, and Carlton as a, and, you know, uh, apart from that, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a dogfight again this year. It was, a, it was an entertaining battle for those spots last year. And, um, there's a lot of teams that, uh, you know, decent teams in the, in the mix.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think it's going to be, I think you could, you could make an argument that there are at least 12, if not 13 teams that could probably play finals <laughs> this year legitimately. Um, so Yep. Well, hey, David, I appreciate you taking time out of your afternoon, sir. I wish you the best of luck with your move and getting settled in. Um, you. you know, Knowing that you are in Los Angeles, I strongly encourage you to double lock the moving trailer when you take things <laughs> from the trailer into the house before you get back out there. Um, I, unfortunately I see some of the things that show up on television and it scares the hell out of me. So I, <laughs> I wish you all the best with your move, sir.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah. No, we're, we're um, yes. heading to Pasadena. So it's a nice little spot, thankfully. So, um,
0: okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, so you're, you're, you're going to be getting up early on, uh, new year's day for the rest of your life to go to the parade now then, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm hoping, you know, hoping the, my Oregon ducks will be maybe in the game next year as well in, in, in the playoff there somewhere. So, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, go. no, I've, uh, you know, I love, I love the area, so I've been to a Rose Bowl game before, so um, looking forward to it.
0: Now, I've heard getting out of the parking lot after a Rose Bowl game is a bit of a nightmare.
1: Well, if you do what we did, which was go and um, celebrate, celebratory, um, indulge in a few more beverages for a couple of hours after, it's not too bad. But <laughs> oh, oh,
0: there you, <laughs> you go. You wait, you, 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 you wait
1: for the traffic to die down, have a couple more drinks, um, yeah. obviously to de- okay. a uh, designated driver aside, and and then. And then, uh, and then it's a nice little, nice little drive out of there. You just got to plan. Appro- you just okay. got to plan appropriately. It's um, sounds yeah. <laughs> good.
0: Sounds good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my guest, uh, from the Creedcast has been David Verner. and David, again, I appreciate, uh, you know, your, uh, your insight. I, I wish the club the absolute best of luck. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've talked to some, some fantastic, um, port supporters over the years. I, ha- I have a mate, uh. Ah, uh, from Legends with Bevo, who's doing announcing for their um Sandfold now, which I believe will be now their VFL side. Yeah, from twenty twenty-five uh, as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, so here very soon, and that's you know that's that's I think that well that isn't necessarily good for the Sandfold. I think for the for the AFL, it makes sense to you know maybe you know have these games become the curtain raisers. Mm-hmm for the uh for the afl contests i think that just it it almost makes sense that they're going to have to do something like that i would think
1: yeah i mean i've been to uh, they've done it a couple of times at the showdown like they'll do the the sandful showdown with port football mm-hmm. versus crows as a curtain raise. and it's a great you know for those of us that are inclined to get there earlier it's a fun little way to settle into the day and um i think that would be and just think you know if you speaking from a business side for the afl like the longer amount of time you can get people in seats and engaged yeah. and you know it's a few more you know not many people will get around it because a lot of people you know just like to get to the big game but for those that are you know nuffies like us um yeah. you know a few more concessions sold for a few more hours i think it's you know b- you business go. wise it probably makes sense as well so
0: yep so last question mm-hmm. how many t- how many times this year will port wear the shirt's the jumpers with the pilings because if i'm not mistaken they're actually supposed to be about the actual port the, the port pilings for the pier yes. rather than prison bars how many times are they wearing them this year
1: uh they'll wear them once uh, i think uh ah. i think the way they've settled into i i mean i i would like them to have the permission to wear for both showdowns but mm-hmm. i think it seems like it's settling into a middle ground agreement that uh we're wearing for yeah. our home showdown and that'll be it which um you know, after the years of battling to get to wear them I you know I, I, it's a it's a ridiculous issue and um you know as we we, yeah. we see every other sport in the world you know <laughs> I, I saw Manchester United line up in shirts that looked exactly like Newcastle United shirts the other day so it, um well, I, yeah
0: I, I thought that last year when they went to go play the magpies, they should have you know hopped on the plane and got on the plane and just went. Oh shit! We only packed one jumper. We only we bought the wrong yeah. one. Sorry, have to wear yeah. your alternate. was well, sorry guys, we're not playing shirts and skins because we can't put we can't put the little uh, tracker thing in you know right in the back of the guy's neck. Yeah, so, yeah. No, that was it. Oh well, hey, yeah. go ahead.
1: I uh, know. I was just saying it's it's, it's a funny issue because you know there was that final back in 2014. We got to wear them against Richmond because Richmond at the time didn't have an appropriate clash Guernsey. So Port were going to get told to wear their clash Guernsey in a home final. And port mm-hmm. and port went. Can we wear the prison bars now? And the AFL suddenly went, "Yeah, you can." So it's just like it's one of those things. It's just like it's it's gotten so overblown, and I can understand why opposition fans get annoyed by it. But it never should have got to this. Yeah. St- never should have got to the stage well, anyway. But I hope. One, look, once a year, I'll be happy to see it because I, I love our our, our current strip. Our main strip is is a wonderful jumper as well. And then you know, with the yeah. retro rounds becoming a thing, we had a wonderful uh, throwback to one of our early AFL Guernseys last year um so you know it's it's fun it's uh, just as long as we don't have to keep hearing eddie mcguire tell us what to wear I, i'll be happy <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well hey david i appreciate the time sir and uh i wish like i said i wish you and yours uh all the best in your move and uh all the best to port this year.
1: Yeah, apart from one or two games, right? Is it one time we play you?
0: There only one yeah, time yeah, this year, yes.
1: Yeah. No <laughs> No, all good. I uh, appreciate your time as well and appreciate what you do for the AFL community over here and, and, and footy community at large, not just AFL. It's um it's there's a lot of lot of footy footy people that appreciate what you do. So keep
0: And I'm trying to do a little bit of it with cricket now as well. I I might have to redo the logo and put a little cricket ball in the corner. I've seen
1: that, which is a noble endeavor because there's even a, there's a rock song by a band called UMI in Australia that once described, uh, describes trying to do something difficult as trying to explain cricket to Americans. So (laughs) (laughs) So if you can, if you can understand, I'll have to send you the link to the song if I can find it. But um, okay, uh, yeah, yeah okay. no, if you can, I'll if you can find out. your way into
0: understanding it, then it'll be great because I've I've failed to explain it to a few friends over here. So I'll tell you what I'm loving. I'm loving the T20 format, hmm. you know, the the test cricket. I I don't have it's. I think I would like it if I was watching it more, but it's you know it's just it's.
1: It's one of those ones you need I mean, to settle in with a with an uh, with a cooler of beers next year for like five days straight, which is which is right. not healthy behavior generally, but um, yeah, it's, it's something you grow up, but yeah, if you, if you're enjoying T20, then you'll find your way into test cricket. It's just a different pace of game because yeah. you know, test yeah. cricket, you don't need to score quickly. So you can, it's, it's just a little bit slower. Yep. And
0: it's a lot, it's a lot of the, you know, the, the batsman playing a, the batsman being very defensive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is what it's yeah. Yeah. Which I never learned how to do when I played. So I, I didn't make many runs, but
0: <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Well, Hey David, I appreciate it, sir. And uh, all the best to you, sir. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. You bet. All right, David, thanks so very much for taking time out of your day. A uh, little easier to do this one. There's only a three-hour time difference for us. Uh, you being out on the West Coast of the U.S., hopefully you got slightly better weather than we've had here the last few days. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember, you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, Yankonthefooty.com. You can find links to all my socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X, LinkedIn. Um, that's ayankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll get over there and you'll sign up for the mailing list. Uh, so when new episodes come out, uh, you can get a uh, a notice when that episode comes out. You can check out my YouTube channel as well. Just look for my name on YouTube, Craig Wessels. I hope you'll subscribe for it or subscribe to it while you're there as well. I'm trying to put every episode up on uh, Facebook as well. I'm not great at editing video yet. And, well, let's be honest, you got this to work with. There's only so much editing you can do, and I don't know how to do filters, so you're going to get wrinkles and everything. But again, if you want to help out the podcast, um, you know, help to defray some of the cost of the podcast, or hey, even getting me to Australia, uh, you can do that with the buy me a coffee button uh, over on my website, yankonthefooty.com. There's a little yellow button on the right-hand side, then also in the bottom left-hand corner as well, or you can check out the Redbubble store page as well. Uh, if you've got an idea for a great guest for the podcast, I have one fantastic one that I, I can't really announce yet, but uh to paraphrase a recent uh president here in the United States, it's going to be huge when it happens. So I'm very excited about that. Again, head over to my website, get on the mailing list. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you checking out the podcast. I truly, truly cannot thank you for the kind thank you enough for the kind words. And as always, Mayor Dribblekick. Never hit the post. I will catch you later. Cheers, everybody.